Well, hello, my friends, and good Tuesday morning to you. It's February 2nd. My name is Roger, and you found your way to the Barnabas Bridge, and we're always so thankful when you have. Uh, we're here five days a week, Monday through Friday, and so we'd like to be an option for you to come by each and every one of those mornings, and just know that you can come and join in a conversation or be part of it, um, that you walk away with a little bit of encouragement as you begin your day and go about this world that's not always an encouraging place. If you were able to be with us yesterday, you know that uh, what we started to do is introduce a character in the Bible named Barnabas, and he was known as the son of encouragement. And we're going to continue on with that process today. And yesterday we picked out uh, a verse uh, from chapter 4 of Acts, and we said that an encourager is selfless. And today we're going to move on with another attribute that I believe comes out of Scripture, comes out of the example that God allowed Barnabas to give to us, as another portion or another part of being an encourager. And just to kind of get our, our feet wet in that um, understanding of where we'll be going today, I, I picked out a Proverbs 31 verse 8. And it says this, and this is a command by God to all, all of His people. And not just people who have a spiritual gift of encouragement, but to all His people who know Him as Father and know His Son as Savior. Proverbs 31.8 says this, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the afflicted and needy. Today we're going to continue on with our research from God's Word to see what is it that an encourager looks like as he walks through this world. And today I would like to say that from the passage we're about to read, that we know that an encourager is an advocate for people who are less fortunate than, uh, than we are. Less fortunate than you are, in a lot of cases. And I think God introduces us to them on a constant basis. But we need to develop the uh, skill to see the need. To see the need. We're going to be reading from Acts chapter 9, verses 26 to 28 today. But before we get there, I want to put a little bit of a preface to the story. Now, did you know that the great Apostle Paul, who was probably the greatest missionary, most certainly of his time, but maybe of all times, he may have been the greatest preacher, the, the largest church planter. He, he, the success that God had through this one man in affecting the world for his goodness and his love was just remarkable. But you know there was a story, a backstory, before Paul was Paul, because he used to be a man named Saul. We're introduced to him in the book of Acts, and he was there at the first martyr's murder, Stephen, and he approved of it. And he went around and he was uh, putting men and women, believers, Christians in jail because he felt he wasn't a bad man. He just felt like they were trying to take away everything that he believed in, in his Jewish tradition and understanding of who God was and what God wanted in his life, in the life of the world, really. And so Paul worked very diligently. And sometimes it was prison for people that opposed him. Sometimes it was even death. But something happened one day when he was going to a place called Damascus in order to round up a few more of them pesky Christians. Jesus walked into his life. And in a moment, everything changed for Saul. His 
physical eyes were closed for a while, so his spiritual eyes were open wide. Everything that Paul thought he had in place was stripped away, and now he felt that he had nothing. And so this is where we're going to introduce again the character, the historical character, Barnabas, the son of encouragement. And it begins in chapter 9 of Acts, beginning in verse number 26. When he came to Jerusalem, now he being Paul, when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Barnabas came in, the son of encouragement, and gave his blessing on the despicable Saul, who became Paul, the greatest church planter, perhaps missionary, that ever the world ever knew. To understand the depth and really the power, the enormity of what Barnabas did that day, I think it's kind of a would be helpful for us to kind of consider Paul's perspective from where he was at at this time. The people that Paul was persecuting, imprisoning, and even responsible for deaths, I'm sure, he was now at their groveling, really, asking to join them. Everything that he had believed was right was gone, and now the people that had every reason to fear him, even hate him, he was asking for refuge for. Now this is a man who truly was down and out. Because the people that he used to work with and know him no longer wanted anything to do with him, but the people that he wanted to be a part of wanted nothing to do with him either. Paul was in dire straits. Barnabas, on the other hand, was apparently a man of respect among the believers. In fact, just his very word changed their view of Paul. Barnabas, the encourager, was Paul's advocate. And he risked his reputation and probably his resources and everything he had in place in order to be an advocate for this man who was down and out and who had lost everything. This man who became the great Apostle Paul. How differently would the church of the first century have been, even our church in our century, would have been without Paul. But how different would Paul's life have been if Barnabas, the encourager, had not been his advocate on that day? So most certainly, in our lessons this week, or our devotions, or our conversations, we have to know that for sure, an encourager is an advocate who speaks up for others. You know, if you claim Christ as your Savior, you know, you've had the greatest advocate there ever was. In fact, your advocate loved you so much that he came to this earth and he died on the cross in order for you to be able to see eternal life and be with him. He is now your advocate who stands in heaven. And regardless of our blunders, he knows our hearts. He looks into our despicable selves sometimes. 
and said, This one is with me. John 1, 1 John 2, 1 says, If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And so, believer, we are the most indebted as people who had no opportunity to defend ourselves and certainly no ability to join the new group of the saints in heaven. But Jesus came incredibly and went to bat for us. He not only risked everything, but he gave everything to be an encourager and an advocate who spoke up for pitiful people like me and maybe for you. So as we go out today, with Jesus Christ as our example of reaching into the depths of people who apparently or appear not to deserve our, our care, are you willing to risk your standing, your reputation? For someone who comes into your church this Sunday morning who you know has an alcohol problem, or you heard is having marital problems, or you heard was just a terror last night around town. Are you willing to go to bat for him? Are you willing to risk your reputation to be an advocate for someone who's just dying to join your club? Folks, thank you so much for being here. We're always so grateful when you spend your time with us for start your day out. As always, I hope you know that you can go to our website, thebarnabasbridge.org, and find out all about us, and you can find out how to even contact us there, and we would just love it if you did. Send us an email, send us a text. Love to hear from you. Let me say a prayer before you go, and then we'll send, we'll send each other on our way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day because we know for sure that you've given it to us. You've blessed us with a, a moment that we opened our eyes and realized that we were not short of heaven, definitely, but we are filled with excitement because now we have a mission today. And that is to serve you and to please you. And so God, as we go about, there's most certainly people we're going to meet today that are far less fortunate than we are. Maybe have been beat up by society more and more uh, times than we can even imagine. Help us, God, to go to those people. Learn how to be their advocate. Help us to be their encourager on this day. We pray these things in the name of our King and our Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're praying for you guys. Take care.